<laughs> what is going on YouTube? All right, so, well, this is a funny thing. Uh, number one is, I'm assuming you guys really liked that uh, thumbnail. So this is a, a really real concept. It's called decision fatigue, obviously, willpower. Uh, I actually read, so there's Willpower Instinct by Kerry, Kelly McGonigal, which is a great video. And actually, there was a, in Psychology Today, Com, there was another article that actually went against willpower, as in that we can replenish willpower. And I think Kelly talks about it in Willpower Instinct, which is kind of comes down to decision fatigue, and it also comes down to batching. So I talked about batching in my last video by Tim Ferriss, and Tim Ferriss was talking about how he batches things together. You obviously know CEOs that they wear the same clothes, they do the same thing, they eat the same food, they do all the same things every single day. So they don't, so it, so it actually reduces the amount of decisions that they need to make. And decision fatigue is actually the phenomenon where you make too many decisions, you get fatigued by those decisions, and then you start making bad decisions, okay? That's essentially what the, the entire conclusion is. By the afternoon, you go for that 1 or 2 p.m. coffee. You go for that pick-me-up at 3 p.m., that sugar boost or whatever, that insulin boost that you need going throughout your, your bloodstream, even though you don't actually need that. What's going on, Chris? How we doing, sir? So this is a very real concept, okay? It is 1.15 a.m., 1.15 a.m., 1.15 a, 1.15 p.m., and I'm feeling great right now. I have a lot of work that I need to do. It's a Friday, so you're already considering the amount of people that are probably checked out for the weekend, all right? But these next four or five hours are critical each single Friday. Each single Friday, which leads into a Monday, which leads into the Tuesday and everything else. So you have decision fatigue, which I just talked about. This is why batching, batching is essentially saying, this is where I put my gym stuff when I'm going to the gym. This is what I'm gonna wear, and you don't make that decision in the morning when you're fresh and ready to go. You make that decision the night before, okay? You understand that you're gonna get the same food because if you're making that decision on what food do I get? What kind, where am I gonna sit? You know, uh, you know what am I gonna read? What, what am I gonna watch? What, all these what ifs, all these decisions you're making are draining your willpower. They are, it, what's going on, Erwin? They're draining your ability to actually understand that you have to reserve all of your energy, your, your, your cognitive abilities for the tough decisions, making that sales call, going to the gym, to fight the lizard brain, as Seth Godin says. So decision fatigue ties directly in what I talked about, which was batching. So how am I batching, okay? I go to the exact same salad place every single day. And it doesn't get boring because I, I listen, I understand. It's, it's kind of hard because if I heard that when I was younger or I wasn't in the self-development or whatever, I would think that person's crazy. It gets boring. Don't you blah, blah, blah. Listen, there's enough flavors in there, which is good. And there's also, there's also just enough variety every single day. In, there's so much variety in my day that I don't care what I'm eating. There's so much variety as in phone calls and problems and solutions and sales calls and, and closing business and things that I don't care what my food variety is. That, that's another thing that I just thought of. Is if your food variety is one of the biggest things that you, need to, that you need to mix up every single day, your days are boring. Your days are boring, okay? 
I go and I do the same thing every single Monday at the gym. I go to the same class. Every single Tuesday, I go to the same exact class. Keep everything automated, exactly. Because when the really hard decision to do something you don't want to do, you don't want to actually say no to that, okay? When you're making all these stupid decisions, should I go to this place, should I go to that place? What time do I wake up? What do I wear? What do I post on social media? How do I answer this email? All those decisions are draining your right now, 2 p.m. decisions. Do I answer emails or do I keep on going after business? Do I create content which is hard and creative or do I sit back and watch YouTube videos? And I'm not saying that about this, but this is something that you have to literally compartmentalize. How long did it take you to use salads after not? Um, how long did it take you to get used to salads after not eating salads? Uh, well, actually, it's the opposite. How did I get used to eating salads after not? Actually, no, that's exactly the question you asked. Oh, man. You know what it was? I actually, I, I started looking at a lot of people that I didn't want to be, and I just said, what did this person start batching time? Start batching, exactly. Start batching things within your time. The exact same task happens for me at 5 a.m. The exact same thing happens at 5.15, 5.30, 5.45. I don't want any variety there. But once I go to six and seven, it starts to get, okay, I'm riding a bike. There's more input coming in, okay? This is the thing, there's something called a, a, a deprivation tank, okay? You guys have probably already heard about it, where you sit in this solution, there is no noise, there is no light, there is, you're essentially floating, and you're on your back, and you're in this deprivation tank, Any there is no input. Your body is not taking in any input. And actually, if that's extended periods of time where there's no social interactions, where they've had it on Alcatraz and you know where they've had it in prisons where you're by yourself, is that it deteriorates the brain so much so that you start visualizing insane things. Okay, that's not good because that's an extended period of time. If we're talking about just 45 minutes to an hour, that is enough to replenish your brain because there is so much input coming in. There's input of how you're walking, opening a door, you know, me talking, understanding how many people are watching, what's the time frame, what do I need to do? That's all input, okay? Input is things that uh, drain your energy. Input is what decisions do I make, okay? What do I say to this person? How do I answer? Those are all inputs, okay? Outputs is the where you're essentially understanding that things need to get done, and when you start getting that done, going to the gym or making sales calls or proactively going after business, that is moving forward, okay? That's where you get your confidence because you're essentially moving forward. No one's asking for your input. No one's asking for your reply in an email or your reply on a decision, okay? Goggins coming out with a book. It's gonna be fucking amazing, okay? There's a lot of really good books that are being produced right now. I think there's a, a complete revelation and shift in society for the top 10%. You know, I felt like knowledge was only reserved for really the, 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 the wealthy back in the day, and they was, you know, education and books and everything else, because books were so expensive. And then as Peter Diamandis has talked about, talked about, it's been dematerialized, democratized, and obviously money-wise, you know, monetization on an audiobook, $14. You learn from someone that's been doing something for 30, 40, 50 years. That's insane. Jocko Willick, you know, David Goggins. These guys are just slaying the, the mindset. And for me to pay $14 and have a something that is inside his brain, it's incredible. So, uh, Robert Greene, also, the, I cannot wait for that. You know, I, I, uh, I actually heard about that. I didn't know if it was true, I didn't look it up. Um, 
But for you to get used to something, there needs to be, and you've already heard about the why, obviously from Simon Sinek and a ton of other people have joined that board. The why is totally different on food. So food is, I looked at someone, I'll give you an example. I was on the subway today and a family gets on at 34th Street. You can always tell you know, who's, who in life is giving and receiving based on the way they actually enter the subway. Okay, if they literally don't care if you exit the subway before they enter, you're thinking they just want to take what theirs, they want to take theirs, okay? They want to take their seat. They want to get to their seat. They don't care if you're exiting. Listen, the train is going nowhere. But that's just, it's, it's a great observation for human nature as, you know, um, obviously Robert Greene is going to be talking about, which is these things are innate, okay? This is, this is hardwired for thousands of years where it's literally just two things, survival and replicate. And then from there, you branch out. Survival is obviously food, water, shelter, keeping warm and healthy, okay? Replicating, that is, how, how am I successfully? How do I look? How do I, how do I present myself? What's my education level? What's my income level? There's, it obviously branches out from there. So going back to the why is, I looked at someone who was getting on the, the subway, as a family. The guy was, he was in all right shape. You know, he's probably, uh, you know, early 40s, mid 40s, right around there. The woman, and then two, two really fun, outgoing, smiling kids. The kids get on, they sit down, and it's probably four and six years old, you know, a guy and a girl, or a boy and a girl. And they sit down, and the girl goes, thank you, you know, with a nice smile, is really nice. And then the woman gets on, the, the wife, and I'm like, oh my God, she's eating an ice cream, and you could tell she's just so overweight, she's like panting. And I look at that, and I, and I say it's an unfortunate situation because the kids are not gonna grow up with a mom that's gonna be fun, outgoing, and everything else because I'm, before personal development, I'll be like, oh my God, that woman's fat. Now, post-personal development, I say that sugar is affecting her brain in the fact of not being able to actually concentrate. Uh, did you catch, yeah, it, unbelievable. Actually, you know what's funny? Look at this. Here's my computer. Um, <laughs> and actually, the other one that I have up uh, while I was eating lunch was, this was also a really good video. That's uh, Bob Proctor's newest reputa uh, repetition, which actually I didn't watch yet. But based on the likes and comments and the length of it, 19 minutes, he's gonna be dropping some knowledge, to say the least. So, highly recommend not only batching your time, but finding out the why. Let me just go back to that, because when you have sugar, it scrambles your mind. Okay, when you have sugar, it obviously leads to cancer. It feeds cancer, okay? That is scientifically just the, the worst thing that you could be having. So my why was not really, yes, it was cancer, but I'm so young that it, it was hard to process, number one. Number two is, is anyone, anyone coming back, uh, coming back and forth? Uh, getting, obviously, willpower and brain power, but then I just saw the energy level of these parents that were eating like shit, okay? I would say one of the biggest things is you have to find a why on waking up early. Once you have that why of waking up early, you have that why of waking, uh, making sales calls or keeping in shape or being in shape or in the enthusiasm or the energy and each one is completely different. Me eating well is for, I don't wanna have pain in the future. Pain, I, you know, there was this woman, I was dropping off my, my laundry this morning and this woman was walking out and she was probably in her 80s by herself and I'm thinking in my mind, she doesn't have enough money probably to care for herself in the future or someone else to care for her, number one. Number two is, you can tell that she's just in, the, she's moving so slow. This was her big thing for the day, was going and dropping off laundry and or picking it up. And that was her big thing and, and you know, it's, I, we will get to that age. 
we will get to that age. There was a, a great interview by TJ Oshie yesterday. They, the Capitals won the, the Stanley Cup, and he was talking about his dad. Highly recommend you go check this interview out. And he talks about his dad. His dad obviously has Alzheimer's. Not obviously, but based on it, you can tell that his dad has Alzheimer's, and he gets really emotional talking about his dad. And there's things to to at least not eliminate, but to maybe push back or to make it a little bit easier that when dementia and Alzheimer's occurs, that you're prepared. That comes down to diet. That comes down to doing different circumstances, maybe learning a language, learning a, a new instrument, keeping yourself stimulated, okay? Because once you start out, stop working, we've already talked about it, blah, blah, blah. That's why Bob Proctor looks so young. The guy's 80-something. He looks terrible in that image. There you go. Maybe there's no glare on it. I have that the, the flux thing going on, so it's, it's, it has that orange tint because it's for my eyes and whatever. But do you think having the why is the most effective method, though, requires you to consciously think better? Yeah, you know, I think it gets to the point where the why, there's two whys. The why is where nothing major happens, and then the why which something major happens. Okay, something major happens, just want to make sure it's connected to uh, Wi-Fi. So the, the major why, um, nothing major happened, but I looked at people like my friend's father who had a heart attack at 62, 63 years old. And his son, I have already talked about it. his son is a doctor and his son was an, actually, I thank God, was in the house and noticed my dad's having a doctor, rushed him to the hospital, saved his life, everything else. That was a major, that's, that's a major catastrophe. His why is to be there when his kids get married. His why is now his grandkids. His why is so deep, something really major had to happen. Okay, I don't wanna to get to that point. So my why now is, I don't wanna to get to that point, point health-wise. I don't wanna to get to that point wealth-wise. I don't wanna to get to that point where relationships are deteriorating or I didn't spend enough time or uh, you know, I'm 40 years old and it's really hard to start and to eliminate habits at that point. You know, the only time you could really eliminate habits of say eating like shit or whatever, like this woman that was entering the sub subway is something happened to her, you know? You have type two diabetes, or you're you're now you, you know, you have a stroke or a heart attack or something like that. That's major. Okay, um, I didn't read the entire comment, but there needs to be something because there are, uh, I would say, forty percent of the time I don't want to do what I need to do. Okay, I don't want to do what I need to do. That that was perfectly said. Is that there forty percent of the time I don't, and you hear that from everyone. You heard it from Jocko. You know, he he talks about it in his motivational videos all the time. He's like. It's Monday. I don't want to wake up, blah, blah, blah. And he goes like that and he, he gets into it. David Goggins talked about it in his motivational video. He's like, it's fucking hot as hell. He's running in Vegas, you know, for God knows, you know, just to push himself, okay? Because he knows mental fatigue or, or actually getting, not mental fatigue, but actually lessening your mental capabilities. In other words, strengthening your, your mental capabilities is the priority, is pushing yourself, challenge yourself. You know, on Monday, I'm gonna have a, an Instagram post and it's gonna be Les Brown's quote. And obviously, what's his name, David Goggins, he said, do something every single day that sucks. That sucks. You know, the rest of common isn't more effective to plant in his subconscious mind, so you have to consciously be reminding yourself of why. Um, you know, you, you, need, you know what's funny? That's actually a good comment, which is, the starting out, the why is the most important thing. That's the most important thing by far. 
your why is the most important thing. And then after that, the habit takes over. And then I don't even think about going to the gym. I don't even think about waking up early. I don't even think about, um, you know, where am I gonna put my gym clothes or what am I gonna wear? Because it's just, it's, it's literally habitual. I come home, I unpack my gym bag, I put in headphones, I start listening either to an audiobook, a podcast, a YouTube video or whatever. So I'm putting things away and getting things together. I don't, my why, my why in the beginning, when I first started doing that was I need to batch things or I don't wanna make decisions. I don't even think about my why anymore. That's, that's the ironic thing is, you know, you get to the point where that's actually really interesting. I never even thought of that is that you get to a point where in the beginning there is a why. And then after a time you say, this is a habit. This is who I am. It's part of your identity. And then, and then when someone says, what's your why? You actually have to think about it. You know, it was my kids or something like that. You know, people say that, you know, I, I've never wanted to go back to being dirt poor as Jerry Jones talks about the owner of the Cowboys, you know, on a 60 minutes interview is that the why turns into habits. It turns into your identity on who you are. Okay. That, that's the ultimate goal. But most people see this is who I am. Like David Goggins. No, no, no. He started that 15, 20, 30 years ago. You know, he, he was in the seals 10, 15 years, 15 years ago. Okay. So I'll just leave you with this is that, um, you know, I'm always, looking at ways to expand. You know, I, I, I have you cemented in your paradigm so it frees up the conscious. Exactly, yeah, that, that's really what it is. I want, I want all of my decision abilities to be on the challenging parts of my life, not the easy parts. The easy parts, who, who gives a shit, you know, what I wear? Like, honestly, just wear a, a suit and tie, okay? People spend hours on that, you know, thank God I'm a guy. Because to be honest, putting on the makeup, you know, the dress and the skirt and the, the heels and whatever, I thank God I'm a guy, okay? Because there's way too many more decisions for a girl. It's probably unbelievable. But yes, exactly. You want to be able to fill, free up all the conscious ability to make the tough decisions when you need to make those tough decisions, when you don't want to make those tough decisions, which is sales calls, going for business, what do I eat? No, I go to the same place, I order the same thing. I'll leave you with this is uh, I went down on Wednesday to the administrative office here at my building and I said, hey, listen, are there any four persons? Because I'm in a kind of a small place and I'm kind of loud and it bounces around and you know, there's, it's just not the best place. And they said, there actually is and here's the price. And I'm negotiating with them back and forth and I was thinking about it and I actually waited out. And, and the amount of money, this is everything. It's not money, it's the value. So I'm potentially gonna be moving to a bigger office because when it comes available, I'm expecting to have at least one or two more agents, okay? And at that point, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm living into the future. That's really what it comes down to. I'm living into the future of expansion. So the expansion is a bigger office. I have to live into that by either filling the desks or getting enough business that I'm like, okay, you know, what do I do now, okay? What's his name? I, I forgot where I heard it, but he always said he went, he always, where was it? Uh, was it Valuetainment or Grant Cardone? I don't know. I think it was Valuetainment where he said he just, he just expanded. I heard it from Jeff Bezos multiple times. He just expanded. He just said yes. And then he lived into it. And then that's your new reality. You know, um, how much is the office space at Hudson Yards? That's, you know, that's, that's actually a good question. Cause I should know, not, I should know cause I'm in real estate, but I should know for at least a goal. Um, that, that's, a full office would probably be, I don't know, 100,000 a month, maybe, probably. 
it's, it would be up there. But by that time, I want to have multiple divisions. I want to have a, a real estate investment trust. I want to have a media division. I want to have a new development division. I also want to be producing content with a media division. Um, and then obviously the residential, commercial, things like that. But it starts every single day with the batching. It starts every single day with the sales calls. And this, <clears throat> that's the thing that also forces you to learn how to manage agents because uh, you're getting the bigger space. Yeah, exactly. And that was, that was the tough thing is I wasn't good at that. You know, I wasn't good and it wasn't their fault. You know, that, that, was, that was the thing is that I made mistakes and there's no hard feelings either way. They didn't, they didn't hate it or they didn't hate me and I didn't hate them or dislike or whatever word you want to use. But you, you go through that. You need to print a photo of the building and office space that you have. I, so in the new book right here, this is a great book. Um, Dr. Joe Dispenza. So this is the one I was talking about, you know, I'm about halfway done. I actually understand how slow I read. <laughs> God, it's embarrassing. But uh, by the way, I, I uh, ordered the, the Tom Brady also. So that's awesome. Uh, Tom Brady book. But in here, it, it essentially talks about living into the future with feelings and emotions of actually having what you want. So in other words, when I meditate, I meditate and I just blank everything out for the first five or six, seven, eight minutes. I have no idea. I'm not judging myself. And then the next five, six, seven, eight minutes or whatever amount of time, again, not judging myself, is I'm actually thinking that I'm entering the space and I'm actually there. You know, I emotionally feel things. I smell the, the, the carpet. I smell the environment. I talk to the people and I interact in my mind that I'm actually there. And that's what Dr. Joe Dispenza talks about is that that's everything. Is that you're, you're, you're and obviously Bob Proctor talks about it, but Bob Proctor and, and Jack Canfield, they don't really talk about it in the way that Dr. Joe Dispenza talks about it. You know, they say, you know, as if, you know, live as if, you know, live as if you're a millionaire, live as, you know, like, reality right now, but Dr. Joe Dispenza actually breaks down the science of how to do it or why it works, how to do it in it actually retraining and neurologically how it actually recalibrates your brain. Your brain, this is the biggest thing. It's, it's, it's even deeper than visualization. It's actually being there, that you're there. It's like you're dreaming in your meditation. And then you, I, I wake up from that now, not wake up, but you know, I open my eyes and I'm like, wow, it, it, it's a total difference. I'm actually going to hopefully his Toronto retreat. Um, that's going to be in September and that's, that's a week long retreat. And I, I actually cannot wait because I feel that is going to be the missing link in my morning routine. I journal really well. I really like it. My affirmations are really good, but my visualizations, that's something that I really want to work on. Uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza is doing a Toronto. I think it's the first for something back to decisions. How do you learn to trust your decisions? Um, I always go with my gut. You know, it's, it's, it's really funny. Someone came to me, they, they shot me a message on Instagram. I'm actually getting a lot more Instagram messages. Uh, you know, people that, you know, they just posted another one, you know, that they just found me and whatever. And obviously, yes, Chris, I actually heeded your advice on batching together the videos and producing it. So I'm not going to be going live as much, maybe once a week, as you said, as you recommended. And then the others are going to have better thumbnails and, and obviously on the higher quality camera, that's a freaking five and a half, six thousand dollar camera and lens. The lens is unbelievable though. So anyway, um, going back into that, trusting your decision, I always go with my gut. So someone said, you know, how do I um, choose the right real estate company? You know, should I do Keller Williams? Should I do Coldwell Banker? Should I do Berkshire Hathaways? You know, things like that. I said, number one is go for training and never go for compensation. Okay, so when you go for compensation, when you go for money, 
that's all your, that's the reason you joined and that's the reason you're gonna leave, okay? That's very interesting. That's the reason you joined the company. It wasn't the vision or what they're doing or the manager or the environment or the training or anything like that. It was because of the money, okay? You can easily replace the money and that's the thing is that you, you get what you, you receive. So if, if one company's giving you more money, they're not giving you training or a good environment or the, the services that a better company will, okay? Yes, there's companies that it's about the brand and everything like that, but I told him, I, I told him, I said, go with your gut. And, and I'll just give you this example. So in 2012, when I was uh, between Halstead Property and Platinum Properties, so they're, or I'm sorry, it was Town Residential in Halstead Property, Town Residential, ironically enough, is out of business now. And Town Residential, um, you know, they had more of like a, a fraternity type of feel. It wasn't as classy as Halstead Property. Halstead Property has been around. They have great leadership, great manager, everything else. And my girlfriend at the time, I already told you the story, my girlfriend at the time said, do you want to work for a professional company or a place that you're just going to not be held to the highest standards? And I was like, wow. And that, that, that's the gut feeling, which is, what do you want? Do you want that? What do you want in life? Do you want to not be held to the highest standards? You know, or do you want to go to a place that you're going to have to be pushing yourself? So essentially, obviously, took off that property. It was a great idea. And obviously, from there, the manager said, you know, no blog, no video, no personal, uh, no personal branding, no logos and things like that. And then I said, you know what? I could do this on my own. You know, made all the mistakes in, in the world. That's going to be a complete book. And then, you know, now I'm just you just learn and you get better. And now I know exactly what to do every single day to get business. And on top of that, if you're also doing personal development, you're learning how to negotiate, how to sell, how to market, how to get better, how to, how to be more confident, how to be more enthusiastic, energetic, you know, healthy, all those things that you just layer on top of just learning how to do the business and you're unstoppable. You know, I, I really truly don't see someone that's really into personal development. Maybe Josh Rubin, who's, uh, he's at Element and he's doing really well. He's probably doing 300, 350 million in business. He's got, you know, 30, uh, maybe, there's a lot of people that are really good at what they're doing, but they're really not good at scaling. That's the thing is, they're still the one that's actually bringing in the business. I wanna be the person that, has someone underneath me that manages the people that bring in the business. So in other words, you have the agents, then you have the sales manager, and then you have me, okay? If I'm the one that brings in the business because I'm making all the calls and I'm doing all the mailings and I'm doing all the listing appointments, you're not scaling, okay? You're not building it to sell as one of my last Instagram posts was, was you, you have to build it to scale. You have to build out the systems. You have to build out the checklist every single time. That's, that's the thing is that when I get a listing, I don't wanna think, what do I do? Do I shoot the video? Do I put it on Facebook? Do I put it on Instagram? What's the captions? What's the description? Where do I link it? Do I send out a newsletter? When do I put it in the MLS? You know, I don't want to think of that. I have a 50 thing checklist. I'm like, okay, I did that. I did that. I did that. So do you see that where I'm not, I'm not taking the energy out of, out of my brain. I'm actually saying, uh, 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 I would rather do, oh, okay, I do that. Then what do I do now? Okay. So decision-making is really you know what decision to make. It really comes down to two things. One is fear or that it, it, it's really hard. If you, have, if you have a decision that you don't know what, if you have something and you don't know what decision to make, um, you, gotta, you could either go back to the Benjamin Franklin method of just listing the pros and cons, or you, you just choose one and 
you know, just as it says in Think and Grow Rich is that you, you stick with it. You know, it's the same thing with the marketing plan is you have to stick with a marketing plan for six to nine months. People, people pump money, as Gary talks about, into social media and they're like, oh, I put $1,000 in or $500 or I, I ran a, an ad for a week and my business didn't explode. And yeah, it's the same thing with any marketing campaign. If you do mailers, if you do content, if you do anything, you know, I'm starting to reach out to content contributors for our blog that we're building out the website. Um, yeah, so I'd say you have to go with your gut. If it's really high overarching, I start asking people. That's when I start asking people. So uh, starting my own company, I went to my top clients. I took them all out to lunch. I said, did you work with me or did you work with do you work with me because of me or do you work with me because I was at Halstead Property and Halstead Property is obviously, you know, professional agency. So obviously that's a big decision, you know, starting your own company. And actually I was meeting with someone before, they're a social media brand here and they're doing, they just came out with a Dunkin' Donuts ad on the 4th, so it was four days ago, and it's already done 10 million, so it's a viral company. They're based in the UK, they have 150 employees. The guy like literally was disclosing everything. I'm talking with the co-founder, uh, hopefully in about an hour and of the company, which would be an amazing you know, opportunity. I, you know, Obviously, the, the pricing is pretty expensive. Dunkin' Donuts had, a, so they guarantee a certain amount of you know, whatever. But he was talking about that he, he sends out three types of ads and then he checks the engagement. Which ad got and, and they have this, this thing called dark post in Facebook and blah, blah. So in other words, it's, it's a test it, test it. You know, test this way to talk to someone, test this way to answer an email, test this way on a reply if you're making sales calls. You know, just test it. If it's a big decision, you have to go to people and, and find out, you know. Um, I, go to people that are more successful and or already did it before. You know, that's really what it comes down to. I asked a lot of people when I was actually starting my own company, big, big brokers big brokers, and they all said, no, I would never start my own company. And I always asked them why, because I, I asked Sir Hant, and I asked uh, Brian Lewis, Brian Lewis is probably gonna do mm, 200, $225 million of business, and that's probably, you know, two and a half to three million in commissions, it's a lot of money. And obviously Sir Hant's probably gonna do, you know, 15 to 20 million in, in commissions, maybe even more. And for him, Sirhan is like, I'm getting all the services I want. And then on his recent live stream, he said he's gonna be, he's, someone asked, why don't you start your own company? He goes, he goes uh, you know, check back with me, you know, things like that. Yeah, it's like A-B testing. You know, they do it obviously in newsletters, they find out what's good. Those are for the minor decisions. For the major ones, you wanna go to people, you know? And then go with your gut. Which company do I choose? Which job do I choose? You have to, I went to my girlfriend, I talked it over with her. Because as you talk about it, you actually also understand you start steering steering yourself in the conversation in the direction you want. And and that's funny because there's a lot of questions that Gary Vaynerchuk gets and he's just like, he goes, you, you answered the question already. You answered the question, you already know the answer. And as you ask the question, you're like, oh, actually you're right. But when you're thinking about it, it's, it's really hard, but once you start putting it on paper, you start asking about it, you banter with someone, then it really becomes clear. So I highly recommend you talk to a bunch of people. Anyway, so uh, I was on a roll, kind of blacked out. I have no idea what I talked about. Maybe it's about the title of this video, which was Decision Fatigue. I have no idea if it's not, whatever. But I highly recommend that you batch things together. 
Uh, right now, I'm going to batch my social media together for all of next week. I'm gonna I'm gonna put out what I'm gonna go live on BPI. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna batch out the the thumbnails and the topics and everything else. And obviously for personal development here on uh, YouTube. So I actually get people that watch this video. And then that goes into speaking engagements, which then goes into uh, my videographer joining me. And then that goes into keynotes. And then that goes into awareness that goes into bigger keynotes that goes into awareness, which goes into maybe getting paid to do it. It's like step by step, you know, it's I I'm actually blessed that I'm in this office right now doing this because then like Gary said, you didn't see me not you know, hustling, say 10, 15 years ago, he started maybe four or five years ago to really truly document his journey. But people already saw him with a 100, 125 person company. Now it's obviously higher and his, his revenue is a lot higher. But at that time, you know, I remember looking at this guy and the real estate channel. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, the, what I'm super excited about is, is say this year, there's a couple of things if I really truly implement it, you know, with content and what I really want to do, there's three things that I really, really want to do, which is a better onboarding experience for new agents. Number one, number two is better content. And number three is, I would say the website, the website, the website would be a game changer because I'm reaching out to a couple people, like my sister, she has a ridiculous amount of travel experience. There's someone, one of my clients, she has a ton of followers and she does sweets. Uh, you know, I'm not gonna be there eating the sweets because, you know, she does it. And then there's someone else that does a food blog, so they would do the food. There's someone else that does restaurant reviews. You know, so I, I wanna be kind of the, the go-to because I notice, so talking about decisions, so this was a big decision. Uh, he did a video time last days of the wine library talking about patience, which was cool. Yeah, yeah. Dude, you look at him then, you look at him now, and, and he talks about it and you can see he had a hockey stick moment the last 18 months. And that's the thing is out in Hudson Yards, you know there's people that are waiting out there probably once a week. Like, so th that's the thing is that what I'm glad is that I'm not an entertainer. I've been really thinking about this. An entertainer is like Casey Neistat, The Rock, you know, people that entertain, you know, escapism. Okay, when I talk about what I'm talking about now, it takes critical thinking to understand what I'm talking about because you, First have to agree or disagree with what I'm saying. Then you also have to say, how does this apply with my life? And then you have to say, do I wanna take action on this? Those are things that most people don't wanna think about. They wanna be, they wanna, they, they look forward to the weekend, they look forward to the evenings, and then guess what? You're 40 years old, you're fat or overweight, or your dreams are outside the door, and you know, it's, it's just, it, I'm, I'm gonna make a video on the cell phone, Dude, the cell phone is gonna ruin probably more girls over guys' lives. Cause I see more girls obsessed with listening to music and social media. And you know, they are, why? Because women have a, an innate ability on human connection. Guys, we use it more as a tool. Okay, yes, we get addicted and everything else, but we're not, we're not getting addicted because we don't care about, about the drama. It's just how we're hardwired. 
okay? A lot of people have the, so this is it. You have the, the hard wiring and then you have the social construct on top. So the social construct on top is that, you know, male and female are the same. No, we're not, okay? We are completely different and you have to respect that, okay? You have to also nurture that. You also have to go to your strengths, okay? I am, I am not gonna be one to, and this has nothing to do with gender, but I'm not gonna be one that goes back to school. That's not my strength, okay? We should, we should not have what society tells us what we should be doing. We should go with what we want to do and or good at, you know, which hopefully is one in and the same. Um, you know, that, that, that's on that. But what I can tell you with, um, uh, I don't even know what I was just talking about. But yeah, I, I would say uh, decisions need to be made uh, based on how you feel. That's really what it comes down to. There's too many times, there's too many people I know that are doing things that they fucking hate. They hate their job. They don't like their spouse. They wish they didn't have kids, which sounds bad, but they were told this is what is not required, but this is what people do. This is what society does. And then they just, they, they go with that and because that's what they were told. This is, this is what you do at this age. And then, you know, it's, it's like older people when they get stiff and they talk like this and, and I'm not saying be immature, but I'm also saying have fun. You know, have fun. Like that guy in the LSA talking about moving out with his parents. Yeah, exactly. You know, it, it you know, it, I, 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 you know, life is, life is really going to come down to one single thing. And it actually was portrayed either, I don't think it was in Deep Work. It was in another book. I forgot the name of the book. I think it was a book called Addicted or something right around there. And it was just a picture of a cell phone on the front and it was light coming out. And it was just showing why, and actually what's funny is that Apple's coming out with parental and other controls where you can limit the amount of screen time, the amount of app time. You could, you could also see a history of the apps and the amount of time that you pick up your phone. And they had an interview with Tim Cook on MSNBC and he was talking about it. He's like, I was shocked at how much I used my phone. I thought it was really good. So a guy who's conscious of how addictive, so that's, it, that's the thing is that the phone was really good. The device was really good. The apps are the ones that are addictive. The dating apps or email or you know social media, those are the addictive things. And the person that is able to actually put their phone away and or go into deep work are gonna be the winners. Hands down, those will be the winners. I put my phone on airplane mode in my draw so I don't even see it. It's not even in my field of vision. And those are gonna be the true winners. So I highly recommend those are the, and it's not your decision fatigue. Imagine that you look at your phone and you think, okay, what am I gonna do? How do I stimulate myself? How do I, how do I get the escapism right now? And then you start going through all the apps. You're draining your energy, your willpower. You're just, you're just, you're using all of your energy towards something else. You know, I'm actually getting more energy giving right now for the last 37 minutes and 38 seconds than at any other time today. You know, that's crazy. That's crazy. It's nine minutes before 2 p.m. There's people that are exhausted. They have three hours of work left and they, they hate it. They, they're gonna waste three hours on social media and everything else. You wanna be the person that doesn't do that. And the only way to do that is if you don't have decision fatigue, if you do the batching, of decisions and time blocks and deep work and put your phone away. 
That's the only way. Those are the only winners. Those are the only winners. And to be honest, it's only gonna get worse, you know? Only gonna get worse because people don't have self-control. They need to implement the self-control. And the only way to do a self-control implementation is have your why. The why turns into your habit, who turns into your identity, and then you say, this is who I am. This is, I don't have notifications on my phone. I don't answer email before 9 p.m. or 9 a.m. And there was actually a guy, we were trying to uh, show an apartment tomorrow, and the guy said, I don't work on Saturdays. I'm like, yeah, but they are doing a second showing, it's, it's worth $1.1 million, and the parents are in town from San Francisco, and the guy said, I don't do showings on Saturday. He made it a, that's who he is. I have one day off. And I respected that, because I, I looked at it, and I said, holy shit, you're right, you're right. One day off, just take one day off, that's who he is. In the beginning, his why was maybe his kids, maybe his wife, maybe his health, maybe his escapism, whatever, I have no idea. But that was, that was his why that turned into a habit and now it's, this is what it is. That, that's a perfect example, okay? We need to be putting up more boundaries. There's a great book out there called Boundaries. Highly recommend you check it out. Um, I read it probably about six, seven years ago. If I reread it now, I would, I would be in a totally different state, just like maybe resilient, maybe, uh, not really. Uh, resilience. Um, anyway, enjoy your weekend, uh, 1.53 p.m. And obviously subscribe, leave your comments below. We're gonna be, we're definitely gonna be changing around, obviously, so you, you A-B test it. You A-B test it, you say, okay, when I went live, there was a lot of subscribers coming aboard. And then you didn't go live, and not as many subscribers, you know? So obviously that's the algorithms, that's also, how are you feeling, Charles? Are you energetic, are you not energetic? Is it cutting into, you, you test it out, and you don't kick yourself around, you know? I didn't go to the gym today, you know? I'm not kicking myself, because I came into work, I did everything I needed to do, I got a salad, so that wiped out the drinking from last night, you know, the Capitals won, it was the first time I went out in, you know, three, four weeks, maybe a month and a half, I don't even know, it was a while, so it was like, I don't beat myself up. I, I went into work and I'm like, okay, it happened. You know, a lot of people would say, oh my God, this is crazy, I can't believe it, and tomorrow, I'm, well, if I have an appointment, then I can't go for the bike ride, but I'm hopefully gonna go for a bike ride before I go to the Belmont Stakes. You know, and I'm going to the Belmont Stakes, I'm planning out because I'm gonna probably eat terribly, I'm gonna be drinking heavily, and then on Sunday, I have open houses and everything else, so that's when I recover, okay? That's when I recover. I'm already planning, this is the food I'm gonna eat on Sunday, I'm gonna to go to the gym next week, and I already, it, it's like, you know, that's the why. It, the easy way is for me to come in and be like, well, I drank last night, I can eat like shit today, I'm gonna to eat like shit tomorrow, no, it's like, you need to recover and get back to normalcy. I know that if I go two days, that's not good. If I go one day, that's fine. I can easily recover from that, easily. Um, you know, tomorrow, that's the thing is that because it feels weird now if I don't do it. That's the point you wanna get, is you wanna, you, you want it to feel weird you don't go to the gym, or you don't eat healthy, or you don't make sales calls, or you don't approach that pretty girl, or you send that email, or you're action-oriented. You, you want it to feel, you're like, this isn't me. And um, what's his name actually says that, who was it? That's just like me. Uh, oh, Brian, Brian Johnson talks about that. He says, when you do something that you really wanna reward yourself on, he says, always go in and just say, that's like me, that's me, that's just like me. You go to the gym, that's just like me. And then you start getting the identity, this is who I am. All right, so have an awesome weekend.
you guys have any questions, leave it in the comments below. Subscribe to the video if this is the first time. This is actually going up on SoundCloud now, so hopefully there's more podcast downloads. I don't even know. Some people are saying that they would rather listen to me. Have you thought about eating more than only twice a day? Uh, no, I, I eat three times a day. I eat, um, so in the morning I have uh, oatmeal with almonds and walnuts. Now there's granola uh, to give back the calories that I lost. Then I do uh, Mexicali vegan without uh, jalapenos and I add in chickpeas. Chickpeas have the calories that I need and it's natural. It also has the fiber I need. And then I add in red peppers and I do that twice. I also do the inside part of bread. Um, I'm, I'm trying to eliminate that, but I also noticed that it gives me a little bit of energy um, because I do burn a lot more calories than most people because I'm running around I'm, and I'm trying, to, I'm trying to think what is a good substitute because I, I went into the gluten-free um, oats and I just put in almond water and I have, or almond water, almond milk, and then you just have like a little bit of oats and I noticed that it was just too much, it was fattening me up and it, it was just too much food. So I do the inside part of the bread, I know it has gluten, um, and then I do the kombucha, which is right here. Uh, I freaking love this stuff now, <laughs> I'm like obsessed with it. So it, you know, I'm trying it out, but I'm at, I'm like 90 to 95% like on point with all of the things, twice, but eat more at the meal times, more effective health. That's actually a smart, I, the health, um, there's an interview on Tom Bilyeu's channel, Impact Theory, talking about that. And I would say, yeah, I want to I talk about, the, or at least learn about it, because in there it says Fasting 101. It's in my Watch Later videos. I haven't watched it later. Uh, but the time-wise, that's actually very interesting, because obviously, what's-his-name has talked about it. Elon Musk, he goes, I wish eating didn't take a half an hour. You know, by the time he gets there or, or is given to him, you know, he gets up and he gets water and whatever. He goes, I wish it didn't even take a half an hour. So time consuming, I 100% agree. You know, the breakfast is super easy. Uh, I, I think lunch is the one that really is the time consuming one. That's the one that I really want to take it down. Yeah, 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. That's actually a good point. I might, because I definitely need it at 11. I definitely need it at 11, right? Between 11 and 11.30, I start zoning out because of just, you know, decision fatigue and, and things that I was doing. So it's, it's, it's to refresh my mind. It's also to put nutrients in my body. 5 p.m., yeah. I don't know what else I would add into that, though. That, that's the thing is like how much more food um, would I – I know obviously your body gets used to it. I know that. So, all right. So I'm going to hop out. Uh, hope you guys have an awesome weekend. I'm going to go live obviously next week and definitely produce a lot more content. Enjoy your weekend. Talk to you guys soon.